listen and learn. Don't uh, don't ignore the uh, you know the uh, the knowledge around you. You know, it takes you a while to figure that out uh, because you don't uh, you don't know it all. You really don't know shit at uh, at a young age. Yeah, you know, so you have to yeah you have to listen and learn a little bit uh, a little bit more in order to to grow. Welcome to At the Heart of It, where we talk about life, celebrate creativity, champion entrepreneurship, and get to the heart of the why behind what we do. I am Brighton Udy, and today my guest is Shane Wenzel. He is the president of the Shane Home Group of Companies, and he's also an incredible content creator and share some, some really great content on, on social media. I actually came across Shane's content on LinkedIn when I was just browsing uh, and scrolling through LinkedIn. And there was a piece that I saw that really resonated with me. Uh, ended up following his, his journey and, and following uh, him on LinkedIn. The more content I saw, the more interested I was in who Shane was. And his story is is really unique, really interesting, and this interview was a lot of fun to do. One thing to note during this episode is there were a couple technical difficulties that we also experienced in this episode. So you might ex- you might hear them, you might not hear them, but that's a good thing if you don't hear them. Uh, but just to make you aware, there might be a couple points within the episode that sound a little weird, uh, but we uh, made it through the interview. So big thanks to Shane for joining me on the episode and I hope you enjoy it. Here's my interview with Shane Wenzel on At the Heart of It. Welcome to At the Heart of It where we celebrate creativity, champion entrepreneurship and get to the heart of the why behind what we do. I am really excited by the guest that is joining me today. I've seen him all over LinkedIn. Just before we jumped on the call, we were talking about how content is so important and he is so, so great at it. Um, Not only is he creative with the content that he creates, but also is the president of the Shane Holmes Group of Companies. Shane Wenzel, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Brighton. Awesome. Well, before we dive in, why don't you kind of give a little bit of a backstory of, of your journey, um, how you became the president of Shane Holmes and, and uh, you know, a content creator extraordinaire. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, this goes back uh, almost 42 years ago now. My, uh, my father and his business partner at the time, uh, Barry Balsley, they, uh, they, uh, they talked themselves out of a job with the, uh, the Jimmy Patterson group of companies. Uh, actually, mm. they... They uh, they recommended shutting down the uh, the mobile home division that they had, and uh, you know they're, uh, they're they took their severances and they started a home building company because they they knew a lot about that business. And uh, I guess they uh, along the way they decided my father uh, wanted to name the company after me, and uh, Barry wasn't opposed because you know he always wanted to retire at 55, and true to his word, in 2000 uh, he retired at 55 and. Yeah, the Shane Holmes group of companies uh, continued to move along at that point. But uh, I had been out in the job site since I was 14 years old and uh, had to learn a lot about the home building just by osmosis, by uh, by cleaning up basement developments and uh, laying patio blocks and doing a lot of the odds and sods jobs as the company continued to grow. Uh, and largely because my father didn't believe I was going to sit on my butt all summer and 
and just uh, you know be a kid. He uh, he wanted me to have a strong work ethic. So that really uh, really propelled me into the uh, the home building industry. And uh, well, and here I am, you know, 31 years later. There you go. Now it wasn't a guarantee though that uh, that I would become the president of the company. I mean, if I was capable of doing that, my yep. uh, my father was more than happy uh, to see it happen. So. It took a while to get to that, and uh, you know he's still around at the uh, the ripe old age of seventy eight, uh, making sure that you know I'm uh, I'm keeping the vision going and alive. Yeah, no kidding. We're, I mean, we were at the same golf tournament, the charity golf tournament yesterday. Was he there with you? Yes. There oh, you he go. was there. Yeah, we got him out for a round of golf. That's awesome. I'm sure. I'm sure he enjoys being able to. Uh, continue just to be involved in the in, in the business and is is he kind of like my dad i mean my dad is like i'm never retiring it's never going to happen is uh you is he what? kind of on that track or is, or is he going okay you know, i'm ready to relax that describes cal perfectly uh, yeah. like he uh, like he had mentioned years ago he said what the hell would i do when i retire he <laughs> said what play golf he says i love golf but he said i can't play golf five days a week yeah you know, so he, uh, you know, we, uh, we we enjoy having him around. Although, you know, he doesn't uh, doesn't get involved too much in the day to day anymore. He's there for uh, you know his sage wisdom and uh, and mm-hmm. giving advice and and uh, you know getting getting involved in things that interest him more at this age and stage of his life. So, right, it's always good to have him around. That's amazing. Um, well, I mean, you've you talked to your experience and and moving into more of. You know, t- taking over the the dad's company, which is amazing. What was the mm-hmm. th- the spark to start creating more content on social media? I mean, with, <laughs> within within LinkedIn, I am yes. truly impressed with not only the quality but also the, the the quality of or the quantity of of the content. Right, you're you're doing a lot, but it's all great stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Where where did that spark come from? Well, it's maybe one of the positives that uh, that came out of COVID. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, truthfully, I've had a social media presence now for about 11, 12 years. But, you know, I mean, I had done a few things along the way. And I had, uh, you know, kind of develop, developed that myself, you know, because it uh, really gives me an opportunity to flex my creative side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it was a bit of a challenge when uh, when we went into our first lockdown there over a year ago by our marketing team to say, you know, you could really help us out by, by uh, you know, helping uh, support our message a little bit more. And I said, well, you know, I can I can ramp it up, you know, because we obviously have a little more time on our hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said I'm going to do it my own way because it's me, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my own personal brand. And uh, I said I'm not going to flog a bunch of uh, housing content. I'll support the message, but I'm going to do something a little bit different. You know, and it just kind of snowballed even more from there. The piece of content that I believe I saw was, um, I think the title was, uh, being a gay conservative. And oh, yeah. I, a lot of that just wrapped up a lot of, um, you know, as I started looking at more content, a lot of, you know, your, your identity to a certain degree and being so transparent. Yeah. And, you know, some people might find certain parts of, of your content controversial, but what I love is how authentic it is to you and your story. Can you speak to how important it, it is for you when you're creating all of this content that it is as authentic as, as possible when, when you're creating it? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, when I started off on social media, I mean, there was no guidebook. There weren't a lot of uh, articles mm-hmm. or blogs on it. You know, so you kind of muddle your way through it all these years. And, 
you know, trying to be something that you aren't on social media just never works out. You know, you can't keep the uh, the facade up. So the best thing to do for anybody is 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 just be themselves, be authentic. Uh, you know, we do it in real life. You know, why do we have to uh, why do we have to fake it online? <laughs> and I guess mm-hmm. that was always my approach. Is you know, let's let's just talk about this. Let's just talk about that. Let's post this. Let's post that. And uh, you know, in that particular case, you you refer to that podcast uh, that was with uh, a friend of mine, Corey Morgan, uh, and. Mm-hmm. You know, oddly enough, I mean, that's how Corey and I met was on Twitter many years ago, and we just shared a lot of a okay. uh, lot of a uh, lot of things in common, and you know, certainly some things we will never agree on. But you know, he asked mm-hmm. me, "Do you want to do a uh, a podcast on being a gay conservative?" He thought I'd actually say no, and I said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I tend to lean a little more a uh, little more right of center, and that. Uh, you know that was the uh, the whole topic of the discussion. You know, but uh, being a part of the LGBTQ community, I mean that that was really unique in his mind. And uh, you know, it's uh, it was it was a great topic of conversation. I can't believe we went on for about forty forty five minutes about it, but <laughs> we did manage to talk I'm, about a lot of things. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm sure that it is. T- to me, it seems just so so polarizing in the sense mm-hmm. of you know a lot of my, my my sister's gay and we we absolutely love her when she came out it was a whole it, it wasn't a whole thing sure. and it was you know that's that's kind of to me the a lot of the world that we live in especially in canada mm-hmm. but you know there's still that conversation of the right is so anti-gay and I, i'm just curious how you navigated that with so much of the other side of, of the aisle being, yeah. being you know, we're, we're the champion for the LGBTQ plus community, right? I'm, I'm curious how, how you navigate that. Well, I mean, it can be challenging at times, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's a few friendships that I passed up simply because of it, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I've always had very strong conservative values, and, uh, you know, I mean, if you dig right down into it, you know, there's a lot of fallacies that uh, that I think you have to break up from uh, from all of that, and I think like uh, any party, it doesn't matter which way you lean, left or right, uh, you're going to find zealots in any party. You know, unfortunately, yeah. those are the ones that get the most attention. Absolutely. You know, so, uh, so you know, I've always just kind of approached this to, you know, what values align with me, and those ones certainly aligned better than the uh, than the others. I, uh, and I guess maybe that's, uh, that's part of my upbringing, but, uh, you know, at the same time, being mm-hmm. in business, I... Uh, you know, of course, I'm always worried about the economy. I'm always worried about uh, you know the business uh, and and the challenges that it faces. Uh, you know, even even if I go back over a year ago, you know, my biggest concern was how do I keep 87 people employed? Yeah. You know, because it looked Absolutely. pretty uh, pretty grim or grim there for the first two months. Mm-hmm. You know, and I uh, I had to make a promise early on with uh, with our staff that hey, look, if we only break even, I promise I will keep everybody employed. You know, it doesn't matter if we make a profit, you know, because I didn't want to add to the problem. But I guess, uh, you know, from that perspective, that might be a little more of a conservative value. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) But it's a tough balancing act at times. Uh, You know, I do have uh, have acquaintances within the community where, you know, we just we we don't talk about the subject altogether. We just, you know, we're able to uh, share Mm -hmm. some good times and and that's good enough for them. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, also it all boils down to respect. Sure, so if you don't agree, this 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 is also what I what I love about uh, about the way you position a lot of your content is it's it's a conversation. It's not I'm right, you're wrong. Like it it really is. Let's let's have that conversation because that's where you know creativity happens. That's where breakthroughs happen. That's where decisions end up being being made for the better of everybody. Is after we have some of those conversations and everybody's understood so um well i think that's the most important thing i mean what the hell is the point of calling it social media if you're not gonna you know be social on it (laughs) you know to sit there and argue or call people names i mean that's uh that's the furthest thing from it uh you know you can always agree to disagree but i'd rather have a conversation Mm -hmm. uh, because me to me that uh yeah having that conversation can also uh bring you to some sort of compromise yeah, and I think that's sorely Absolutely. missing from the world today. Uh, you know, where it's just you know this this immediate need to be right and not consider mm-hmm. anything else past that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I th- honestly read uh, your your piece that you you published on LinkedIn this morning. Um, you know about uh, there being so much opinion in the media too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually interviewed. Uh, the founder of the Peak. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Peak, yes, but uh, there, yeah. So I, I interviewed Brett, um, and, we, and we talked about this as well. Of the media is so full of opinions, mm-hmm. and there's there's so so much, like you said, distorted quotes or facts that are you know not the full story isn't being told, mm-hmm. um, and for me, I'm also going like. The, the more, especially on social media, you like something, you're yeah. going to be promoted more of that. Um, so I, I loved what you said about that. Do you mind speaking to to your, to the article that, that you kind of published this morning? Well, again, you know, it's just, it's it's all the rhetoric over the past year, uh, you know, and I think the frustration that, that comes of it is exactly what you just mentioned. Uh, you know, and I, uh, you know, maybe maybe I'm a little biased this way myself, but, you know, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've made this comment many times before that, you know, true journalism is dead, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want an opinion piece. I want somebody to lay out the facts and, you know, and, and really let my opinion kind of land where it may from, uh, from reading all those facts. And, and like you said, you get far too many opinions, which is fine, mm-hmm. but then label it as exactly that, opinion. Yes. An opinion piece, exactly. Yes, but I mean, we've seen it over the past year, uh, you know, especially in the media and uh, and around, uh, where you where you've seen a lot of rhetoric with with no concern for the economic impacts, the uh, the mental health issues that are that are coming from all of this. Uh, you know, I don't have the statistic for Canada, but you know, I do know the one for the United States, where they look at mental health and they're saying, you know, they've had, they've seen a 500 percent increase in mental health issues. Like how many more people are on uh, on pills to help help manage that? How many other how many people's lives have been destroyed because in cases you know the media just won't stop. I mean, really, yep. if you uh, if, if if you don't shut it off, I mean, you'd you'd kind of wonder if the world is coming to an end, which it's not. Yeah. You know, so I kind of look forward to uh, to the end of a lockdown. I look forward to you know the end of a lot of those things. So. We can get back with, you know, what good things are happening in the world, because there's a lot of that happening, and it's been happening the whole time. It's just filtered back to page 26 or, uh, you know, hidden uh, in the back of a blog. So Yes, yeah. 
can we get back yeah, to it and I'm... stop all the, uh, the <laughs> bullshit rhetoric? That's the big thing. Exactly. You know, the, I understand why they're doing what they're doing because they haven't had attention for the yeah. last 15 years. And now that, a, you know, a world crisis hit, they have eyes and they have attention and they're kind of holding on to it as mm -hmm. much as possible. But I agree. My, my sure. mother-in-law is, is a nurse and, and she's, she's mm -hmm. in uh, pediatrics. And the majority of the patients that come in right now are, are mental health it related. And yeah. you're going, that, that's not what that unit is for, <laughs> right? But, but it's all these kids that need that additional support because, because of the, the times sure. that we're in. So I agree. It's a, it's a tough time. And I, A, I wouldn't want to be a politician at, at this time, any means, whichever side Definitely you're on. <laughs> it's a it's pretty, pretty, pretty tough role to have. But uh, I, I agree. It's 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 a tough tough situation but i mean i feel like we could go down a real rabbit hole <laughs> on, oh, on, sure. on this oh, one sure. but i'd love to back that a little, little bit and and um you know talk a little bit more about shane holmes and your your you know okay. p position there um and kind of where you see see the the organization going i can only imagine the supply chain issues uh like you said um you know the employment issues and stuff like that like some tough yeah. tough uh problems to solve that you need to be creative in order to to do so um why, why don't you kind of start with speaking a little bit to you know what does a typical day look like for you with uh with, with shane holmes firefighting firefighting <laughs> absolutely it, it does feel like that at times uh you know actually my son describes my job as probably the most boring one in the company and maybe he's right to a certain degree <laughs> because you know, if I'm uh, if I'm not in you know another meeting or at least you know like another uh, Zoom call for a meeting now, uh, you know you you, you you tend to be uh, kind of uh, separate of the day to day to day items, mm -hmm. and you're trying to look at your business from about thirty thousand feet, and and uh, you have to be a coach, you you have to uh, you have to give guidance, and I mean that's that's through to the, your executive team, through your managers, and. You know, yet, uh, you know, we're so separated here. You want to try and get out on site. You want to be able to see what's going on there. You want to try and show up at the show homes and talk to your salespeople because, you know, they're kind of an island under themselves throughout all of this as right. well. But, uh, you know, yeah, you have to give uh, some encouragement and, some, and a positive message every day as well. Uh, you know, and that just, you know, that'll run you through eight, nine, ten hours a day pretty easy. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, I'll tell you, I've been in a lot of two-hour meetings. Right. You know, and then you're, you're, you're expected to, uh, to have an opinion on everything and an opinion that's, that's considered right. Yeah, so. yeah I may, make a firm right decision now, you and know, follow we're, that, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's really what, uh, what the job of the president is, is you know, but you're also trying to guide this, uh, this beast through... Uh, you know, through where we're going to go in the future. Mm -hmm. And I think that was that was not only one of the challenges, but it's also one of the best opportunities over the past year. Uh, you know, because let's face it, I mean, 16, 17 months ago, nobody had any idea of how to do this. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're a pretty progressive company when it comes to, uh, you know, processes, procedures, people, and the on technology. Uh, we weren't ready. Mm -hmm. We weren't ready. Uh, you know, we uh, we had our IT team scrambling within days to to find laptops, and 
you know, then you're dealing with, you know, what are the, uh, you know, what do people have for connections at home, and how do you move a paper file from this person who's working out of the house to this person that's working in the office to another person who's working at home? Right. Yeah, I mean, those are some logistical nightmares, and you know, my job is to pull everybody together and say, let's find a solution, and here are my thoughts on it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but we did manage through it okay. But you know, where the opportunity, the big opportunity comes in is you get to. Uh, you get to kind of reimagine things, and you get to, uh, you know, really kind of advance uh, your your strategies that you've talked about that are maybe three, four, five years out, right? And advance them within two years, right? Yeah. So we, you know, we got burned once. Yeah, you know, we're uh, we're working on digitizing our entire process, and we're pretty close. But you know, it's not as easy as you know, just you know. PDF everything. Yeah. No, there's got to be a way to digitize it properly. And oh, does it follow the same paper flow throughout the entire system? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're working on that one. Uh, you know, we're trying to enhance the customer experience. Uh, you know, so we've taken on a few different partners that way. And, uh, you know, and really, what are pe- people prepared to expect now? Because one of the most unique things is that we were able to make a couple of uh, uh, virtual sales. Mm. Uh, during lockdown, so people who are completely afraid of coming into a show home or really going out in, in, in public for anything other than groceries connected on Zoom. We did all the paperwork electronically mm-hmm. and, uh, and what we couldn't, we, uh, we couriered and, and the first time that I think we saw them face to face was when we handed them the keys to their new home. That's incredible. Yeah, so I mean, you, you learn a little bit from a from a few examples like that as to where you need to go in the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you had mentioned the uh, you know some of the challenges, and one of the biggest ones is the supply chain issue. And uh, I'm not the least bit surprised. I guess my simple way of looking at it is, what did anybody expect? You shut down the world. You couldn't stop with your sales, so your sales continued to climb. Your production went like, you know, went down. Mm-hmm. And now you can bring your production up, but it still has to catch up with all the sales out there. You know, so I take appliances as an example. And in North America, the majority of your appliances are created or made down in Mexico. Right. Well, they were shut down. And orders were still coming in. And orders were still being added to the system. We have an issue with, you know, appliances. Lumber, I mean, a lot of people have read the stories or at least watched something online about it. Uh, same thing, production drops, the, uh, and I've honestly never seen this before in my entire career that every major market in North America, not just Canada, not just the U.S., in North America right. is firing on all cylinders. Of course there's a supply issue. And, right. You know, honestly, uh, I've never seen it, but I mean, nine months later, uh, ten months later, we're, we're up over 55,000 alone just on lumber for an average 2,000 square foot home. Now that'll come back a bit, but if anybody yeah. thinks it's going to drop fifty-five thousand, it it won't. It might fall back about twenty, twenty-five at best, at best. That's unbelievable. So it's and that's also you know, already it, on houses sold too, right? Like that's that's sure it is. That, that's not you know new bills that you're able to add that markup and everything too, but yeah, yeah. Well, we've had price increases for what every two weeks since wow. uh, since the new year, right? That's the only way that you can cover it off, and you can get a little bit of price protection, but not a whole heck of a lot. Your build cycle stretched out four or five, six weeks, depending on the size of home. 
yeah so those are the logistical nightmares from it yeah no kidding well what one thing i i love that you touched on there is the focus on the opportunity over mm -hmm. the, the the problem itself and yes. you know, really speaking to the the abundance mindset instead of the scarcity mindset so yeah i mean i i love that that note and I, i'm sure that applies to majority of, of your leadership style and how you run the company and, and you know, live your day-to-day -day life. I mean, um, do you mind speaking to, to that mindset a little bit and how, how you've started to also start to lead your team with, with that mindset of, hey, this is an opportunity. It's not going to be easy, but we're, we're going to be able to innovate and, and make some changes that are going to make an impact. Well, it's easy when you have a team that believes in you and they're prepared to follow you. But uh, I think I, where, I, where I take a lot of that, uh, that confidence and, uh, and that knowledge from, I took, it a lot of, I, I took a lot of it rather from, uh, from Tech Canada when I was involved with one mm -hmm. of their groups. I was there for, uh, for seven years. And, but, uh, you know, with Tech Canada, when you're sitting in a room of, you know, of high performers and, uh, and they're challenging you at every turn, every month, uh, to be better and to uh, to do something different, and you're, and you're at least prepared to sit there and listen to what uh, what their experiences are. I think that helps develop you as a leader. You know, so if there's you know one thing that I would honestly you know recommend to anybody is get involved with a business group like that. Uh, you know, because that can help you grow uh, in lots of different ways, not only uh, professionally but personally. And that, uh, and, and, and that in itself, you know, just helps kind of drive me and, and drive the team around here. Well, one other thing that I, that I saw that was really interesting about how you've, you've uh, you know, led Shane, Shane Holmes, and I know that it's probably been, been a part of the, the organization for a long time. And I mean, yesterday was a great example of this, is supporting children's charities. And, and that being a part of, of you know, the, the why and the purpose behind, mm -hmm. behind the organization and being able to give back. Can, can, can you speak to, to that experience of being able to, to you know, be in that position where, um, you know, I saw Kids Up Front as an example. Um, yes. They're a great organization. Um, the Big Heart of Mavericks yesterday, which mm -hmm. um, obviously they support a number of children's charities. Um, what what kind of was the, the decision behind children's charities and, and your, your philanthropic approach in that way? Uh, well, to me, that's very easy. That's uh, that's one of our core values in the company. You know, mm -hmm. is we uh, we give back to the community, and uh, you know, if I go back to my parents, Cal and Edith, who uh, who had uh, you know obviously helped it helped and really helped develop the uh, you know the vision for the company, but also the core core values. Uh, that was just an automatic to them. You know, we can't derive an income from the community without giving you know a bunch of it back. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're able to uh, to participate. You know, a fun day of golf and uh, and help raise some money at the same time is is one of the many ways we do it. Uh, you know, a, I've always enjoyed recreation centers and supporting them because they're a great hub in the community that uh, that everybody you know can can go out and enjoy. Uh, you know, sure. we've been involved with uh, I think Calgary Minor Soccer now for about eight years. Uh, you know, and that's uh, you know that was uh, that was a great one just based on kids and physical activity. Yeah, you know, and that uh, and it was a great affordable sport to get involved with. But uh, you know, I mean, even through uh, through my parents, through the uh, the Cowensel Family Foundation, they've made numerous donations to uh, the foothill, foothills and Rocky View Hospital uh, mm -hmm. just for people's well-being. But uh, you know, it's something that uh, you know when it's a core value in your company that your your staff tend to. Uh, 
uh, I guess, gravitate to as well. You know, so they're right. uh, they're certainly as excited to get involved in these things as 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 we are. You know, so it's not. Uh, well, I mean, when you're not in lockdown mode, it's not uh, not uh, a bad thing when you know they all want to go down and they want to uh, want to go down and spend some time at the drop-in center or work with us on various uh, other charities as a, as a volunteer. So it's infectious. Yeah. And it's a great thing to uh, to do for the community that you live in. Mm-hmm. Which which I think is so powerful when you when you talk about being able to give back to the communities also that you're building mm-hmm. to exactly to be, right like that's so powerful and for me from a marketing guy uh, it's it's a really great part of the story right it's it's you know sure we're, we're being able to get, give back to to the communities that we build and you build community obviously in, in more more ways than one which is which is amazing um, well before we start to wrap up I love doing a, a, a rapid fire round at the end of every episode um, which sure. are just a, a few random questions um, and it's, it's going to be fun to kind of compare all these, all these different answers okay. um, but, but the first one is what is one book that you feel that everyone should read oh crap there's a lot of them uh, still one of my favorites I don't know why uh, you know is uh, you know, Gary V crushing it Yep. Yeah, I like the uh, the short segments on success stories. I mean, to me, that's just motivating. So every once in a while, you know, I'll go back and read a few more chapters and and get inspired that way. Yeah, I mean, especially on the social media front, he uh, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of the, the the prophet of social media in my in my mind. Oh, definitely, um, absolutely. Okay, your favorite song. Favorite song. That's a tough one. That is a real tough one because there's so many of them. Oh God, you know, I mean, there's so many different good artists, so, you know. But I, uh, I tend to gravitate towards, uh, you know, Miley Cyrus has got a great album uh, that came out late last year. <laughs> I like Miley. I love I, I'm it. not ashamed to admit that. I mean, she's got a great I love voice. That's, that's not what I would have expected, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So any anything on the new Miley record is is kind of. Well, she's got so many great tracks on there. Uh, I'm just trying to remember the names of the songs because I just keep going through. I can listen to the whole album, and it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't turn it off. So there you go. That's that's good enough. Um, are you, do you like salty snacks or sweets? Both. Which one do you like better? No, both. <laughs> both. Do you have a go-to snack or a go-to sweet? Oh, you know, it sucks to admit, but you know, I love movie theater popcorn. Uh, even my partner Matt knows, you know, if we go to a movie, get your own bag. This one's mine. <laughs> I love that. I'm with you. <laughs> I am with you. Nothing beats the movie theater popcorn. Um, would you prefer a lazy beach vacation or a crazy travel adventure? Oh, I love uh, I love lazy beach, but you know, I love crazy adventures though too. Yeah, is there a yeah. crazy adventure that you that you're hoping to go on in the near future when we can? fly as normal again uh yeah i want to go back to london i love london mm-hmm. i don't it's know why it's, it's just you know the, the history attached to it and uh just the life is is something completely different than what we have here yeah absolutely it is my favorite city in the world i love it I, i'm with you that's i want to go i want to go back right away <laughs> um speaking of movies do you have a favorite movie or tv show 
Uh, you know what? Favorite TV show? I'm going to say, I don't know if everybody remembers this series, but Fringe. Many, many years Fr ago. Fringe. Oh, Fringe, yes. Yeah. No, I thought that yeah. was a great, great show. I, you know, nobody else wanted to watch it with me, so I ended up watching it alone, but I loved it. There you go. I'm going to have to check it out. At first, I thought you said Friends. And no. I was like, I think everybody's heard of it. Everybody that. likes <laughs> Friends, but I mean, my favorite, you know, I'm into that, uh, that yeah. nerdy uh, neuroscience kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, that one, there I love. Go. There you go. I love that. Uh, do you have a favorite local small business that... Uh, that you like obviously we're both in calgary so is there you know what there's so many of them and it's hard to really narrow it down to uh to just yeah. one but you know i will say this over the past year you know even i had to check myself and you know because i'm mm -hmm. a big supporter of uh you know support local and uh you know i realized you know i was supporting local but i was supporting some of the other ones as well and i was sitting here saying no you know even when i did christmas shopping it took me a lot longer because it's just too convenient to hop on amazon and and Absolutely. pick something there. I uh, I spent some time shopping around and having to go to physical stores again just to just to buy more gifts. There you go. That's so wherever awesome. you can, you got to support it. We don't want them to go anywhere. No, exactly. Especially after the year and a half that we have had. Yeah. So I'm with you. Um, got three more left for you. The first one is uh, one quote that you live by. Uh, I end off with it in my videos all the time, earn it, don't expect it. And largely because I've seen lots of people start businesses or careers and, you know, they haven't taken the time to, uh, to earn that promotion, but they expect it or, uh, they've started a business and they've left, uh, <laughs> they've left, uh, everything to chance and, uh, they've left, uh, running the business to someone else. And, uh, of course, it's going to fail at that point. I mean, you have to work hard at it. You have to make sure that it grows properly. The last two are, who is someone that you would want to thank for helping you get you to where you are today and why? Oh, there's a lot of people. But, uh, you know, primarily my, uh, my mother and my father, because they both had an equal impact on my life. Uh, you know, I'm both for, uh, for different reasons. I mean, I think Cal's, uh, you know, reasons are pretty well known. Edith's, uh, you know, my mom was always my biggest cheerleader. She still is one of my my biggest cheerleader, and uh, you know, we still have some good conversations, and uh, and we share a lot of a lot of conversations about life, politics, and what have you. But uh, you know, she, I think she's she's still mad at me for becoming a home builder as opposed to you know following up on a career in uh, comic book art or in broadcasting. Still loves me regardless. Well, I mean, you've started to kind of get in the career broadcasting, content creation on social. It's it's a, it's today's version. So, yeah, go figure. Exactly. You know, although she doesn't watch my videos, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe she is quietly. She's yeah. just not commenting. There you go. <laughs> um, and the last one is: if there was one piece of advice that you could share with a younger version of yourself, what would it be? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just. Uh, you know, listen and learn. Don't uh, don't ignore the uh, you know the uh, the knowledge around you. You know, it takes you a while to figure that out uh, because you don't uh, you don't know it all. You really don't know shit at uh, at a young age. You know, so you have to yeah you have to listen and learn a little bit uh, a little bit more in order to to grow. Right. It's uh, a great great piece of advice. Um, that's that's awesome. Well, Shane. First of all, I appreciate you 
stand or uh, staying with me through all of the tech issues that have happened today. <laughs> no I also appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Um, it was an absolute pl- pleasure, and I'm and I'm. There's a lot of questions that I was not able to get to, <laughs> but I would love to uh, to make sure that we do this again at some point. Um, I feel like there's a lot that uh, that we could talk about, and I mean, I, I will Absolutely. be c- continue watching all of your content consuming all of your content i hope i see you around at other golf tournaments and (laughs) all that kind of stuff um but uh if if somebody's wanting to follow you or learn more about shane holmes um where where can they where can they reach you well shane holmes is the easy one yeah just go to shaneholmes.com and uh myself uh you know if you go on various uh, social media platforms you're just going to find me under at shane wenzel there you go Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shane. I appreciate your time, and uh, we will be sure to do this again soon. For sure. Sounds good, Bryson. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of At the Heart of It. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information on our guest and any relevant links that we talked about within the show. If you liked this episode, please give the podcast a five-star review on whichever platform that you're listening to this on, as it helps us share the show with more amazing people just like yourself. Music for this episode is by Leaving Thomas, and you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to your favorite music. I'm Brighton Beauty, and thanks for listening to At the Heart of It.